When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Incline listeners, looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to The Incline, your Dodgers podcast for Dodgers talk, rumors, updates, and everything Dodgers. I'm Kevin Klein. I'm David Rosenthal. I'm Ian Nielsen. We're your host, and this podcast is powered by Dodgers Lowdown. And without further ado, it's let's ride. Time for the words decided before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What is up, everyone? Thank you for listening to The Incline. We're still all here. Quarantine Chronicles number two. I'm not really sure what to title this sequence of events right now, but we got four of us today. We're actually joined by a special guest. His name is Phil. Phil, what is up? Thank you for joining the Incline. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on the show and make a make a fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> if I understand correctly, you host a podcast as well, right? I do. I actually host two podcasts. I host a, a podcast called Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network. And I also host a podcast called Est Word That Bothers Us. I don't know if we can curse on here. so. Uh, but anyway, you can find both of them on Spotify and iTunes and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And, on. and where can the people find you on Twitter? Oh, sorry. I'm terrible at intros. Um, at intern underscore Phil. That's my uh, Twitter handle. Nice. Aaron Phil. All right, guys. Well, we finally got a bit of baseball news today. Whether it's good or bad, that is up to your interpretation. But a little bit of the summary was, looks like MLB, the owners, and the Players Union reached an agreement to basically savage the bulk of the season and extend play into November. One thing they also mentioned is 29 players might be on the opening the first month of first month of the season instead of 26 that would definitely change things up 
The All-Star Game, which is supposed to be in Los Angeles, might be in jeopardy. They might not even have that at all now. According to Tony Clark, who is the union chief of the Players Association, the players are willing to play in empty stadiums, neutral sites, even play doubleheaders, play until November. They just want to play. So what do you guys think of all this? I don't see why baseball can't be played without fans in the stands is my number one point. Um, You know, it's better to have some baseball than none. Um, whether it be a shortened season, whether it be without fans in the stands. <clears throat> to be quite honest, I think without fans in the stands might be the best course of action for a little while. Um, there's still a lot we don't know about COVID-19 yet. And, you know, of course, we'd expect all Major League Baseball players should be tested and safe and, you know, had been quarantined if they were sick or were connected to anybody sick. So having the players on the field, having the umpires, that's fine. Not having the fans in the crowd for a while might not be the worst course of action. Um, to me, it, it is just confusing. I was confused by Jeff Passan's initial tweet. I, I was taking it that if fans aren't in the stands, games won't happen, which just is completely asinine to me. Um, the 29-man rule I like a lot due to the fact that, you know, it's kind of like coming out of the spring training, uh, what will be happening with the shortened season. So, I, you know, and if the All-Star game, if it's in jeopardy, well, at least it was an opportunity for us to get some much-needed upgrades at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. Well, first of all, I hope everyone's doing doing okay, staying home, staying safe, staying healthy. Uh, but I think the most important thing of everything Kevin just listed is that the players are open to playing in empty stadiums uh, because I think that's what's going to have to happen if we want baseball back relatively soon. I, I think June would be the goal, um, and I think that's what it should be. Uh, the CDC guidelines aren't going to be lifted, you know, and they may extend it, but right now it's, you know, no gatherings of 50 or more until May 15th. Uh, and I think fans and the players just want to play. Uh, if they can't go to the games, that's one thing, but at least we'll be able to watch them hopefully. Uh, so hopefully Rob Manfred doesn't mess this one up too, as he's known to do. And uh, hopefully this, everyone does their part in this virus, you know, gets, gets done with sooner rather than later. Uh, but I think the big thing is that, uh, they're open to playing in empty stadiums, uh, which is a huge development and should be looked at as definitely a positive. Um, yeah, Phil. I'll, I guess, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll just jump in here. Um, I'll keep it short because we're all pretty much going to say the same thing. I agree. There should be no reason why we cannot have baseball in empty stadiums right now. Uh, much like golf, there isn't much fan-to-player contact as there would be maybe, let's say, basketball or something like that. Um, and, and even player to player contact, you can refrain from giving handshakes or high fives. You can kind of just, you know, stick a fist in the air and go, Hey man, great home run. But, uh, I, I don't see why this sport cannot be played, um, in front of nobody. Uh, obviously look a little weird, but it's not something, it's something that has happened before and we've all moved past it. So let's just, let's just get some sports back. I mean, just play without fans. I don't care. I already watched 90% of baseball games from home anyway because I'm not trying to drive an hour and a half down to Tempe to watch the Diamondbacks. So, you know, I, I just – let's just – no fans. That's, that's all I'm going to say. That's fine. Yeah. Let me chime in real, real quick. Um, one thing I could see, um, and I get, I get the concern about traveling. New York is definitely a hotbed right now, and keeping people away from there for a long time, players especially, personnel, staff, makes sense. What about this? If worst comes to worst, here's an idea. American League teams, National League teams, eliminate interleague, redo the schedules, American League in Florida, National League in Arizona, spring training sites, you keep them all in one area, 
I mean, if it has to be, it has to be. That's an idea I think that we could kick around too is playing at spring training sites. If worse comes to worse and you can't travel, but you can play baseball, do that. Figure out the postseason later. It, yeah, that's my that's actually, my suggestion. I actually have something even better than that. Why not just play games at major league stadiums and stack them? You have Dodger Stadium host three games if you really wanted to, or Petco Park. Bigger stadiums, the the outfield depth, it's more aligned with actual major league size. I don't really know. Is spring training the walls and all that kind of shorter distances or no? The one concern I would have about that is if you do stack three games, you'd be playing a morning, afternoon, and late game. That's not really optimal for television ratings. And with no fans, all that's going to matter is television ratings. If every team's playing nighttime, primetime, that'll be better for the MLB. And I'm sure they would probably rather consider something along those lines where everyone's playing primetime. Well, look, I, I think the, the key thing to take away here is that basically everything's on the table. Uh, they're, they're open to, you know, working around things. You know, it, nothing is ruled out. I think this has been a positive step. Uh, don't forget the the White Sox and Orioles played in a in a crowdless game that one time in in 2015 when there were riots in Baltimore uh, and you know they played the game and it was a little weird but it worked you know they still got the game in uh, and I think you know revenue wise obviously the MLB is going to take a hit uh, a third of their revenue comes from attendance uh, but I think salvaging the season is is more important because you know towards the end of you know when we get to September. Uh, this whole outbreak should be should be done. Uh, so then well. revenue can pick up. Uh, fans can fans will definitely pack the stadiums at that point. Uh, I think every team will have sellouts. Uh, so I think you know this is this is a positive step MLB took today. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, now we got to talk about the bad stuff, and that's uh, service time because it looks like they are going to count service time for all of 2020 even if the season is canceled, which would mean players like Mookie Betts, Justin Turner would become free agents. And that means Mookie Betts does not play a single game in a Dodgers uniform. I feel like the Dodgers definitely get the short end of the stick if this were to happen. Of course they do, but it's the Dodgers. What do you expect? I mean, this is the most, you know, cursed couple years that I've ever seen. Uh, They get more bad breaks than any team I've ever seen. Uh, but, but again, I don't think there's not going to be a season. Uh, obviously, it's not ideal that we'll get Mookie Betts for maybe 100 games or whatever it may be. But what it comes down to is, is the playoffs. If, I'd be fine if he played one game and they won game seven of the World Series because of him. Uh, I do think this, this gives Friedman and the Dodgers more incentive to sign him long term. Uh, so that's one positive spin you could put on it. Yeah, I, I'd, certain, I'd be shocked if the season doesn't happen. And to be quite honest with you, I'd be shocked if the season, if baseball's not being played by early June. Um, I'm not going to get into a whole as to why I believe that, but I do. Um, with that being said, if there's no season, the MLB needs to do something along – because I, I do understand the MLBPA and Major League Baseball franchises need to have some agreement where they can come to the table together – I understand the players want their service time, but you can't make it a one-sided bargain. This is a two-sided, you know, this is a transaction. So if you're going to – a team like the Dodgers, for example, that gave up very talented young players for Mookie Betts, if they end up – if the season gets canceled and Mookie becomes a free agent and he doesn't sign in L.A., which I wouldn't be shocked with our front office, there needs to be some sort of compensation picks for teams that brought in players this year that didn't get to play. 
Uh, I'm not talking Jimmy Nelson's. I'm talking there, there needs to – someone needs to sit – they need to sit down, figure out who are the most talented players, and if that were to happen, something along those lines, give them compensation. Again, don't think it happens. And to David's point, probably a shortened season, obviously. If they're playing on the level playing field, all that really matters is the playoffs. So yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't worry about it too much now, um, but it's not optimal. And to be quite honest, I think it's unfair. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. And I would be really disappointed if the season were to be canceled right now. I'm expecting them to actually play somewhere between a hundred and 120 games. I think that's very reasonable. Yeah. Definitely don't mind them having double headers maybe early on in the season, especially if there's 29 players, that depth will definitely be an advantage for all the teams, especially teams loaded like the Dodgers. And I don't know. I already have a bold prediction. If they have a shortened season, Clayton Kershaw could be in the running for Cy Young. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, 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 real quick, just to shorten season is not a bad idea. Shorten season is going to mean teams that rely on depth, like the Cardinals aren't getting in the playoffs, and teams with firepower, like the Phillies, that might fizzle out later in September will. This could be a good thing for baseball. More meaningful games, less useless games, and a 29-man roster, that probably means Dustin May makes the opening day roster. Uh, can I say this? Um, I think we're kind of missing the elephant in the room, which is the Yankees were going to go into the season without most like Luis Servino and Giancarlo Stanton. And now with all this rest, there's a good chance the Yankees are going to be at full firepower again. And I am upset about that. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, going off that, this is fizzling out all the, all the people who are going to boo the Astros. I mean, that'll still happen, but Talking about the, like. the two teams that benefit from this, you know, heavily are the Yankees and the Astros for sure. It's not conspiracy yeah. that the Astros started COVID-19 to avoid being booed at stadiums. But, of course, that's fake. But, nevertheless, makes you wonder. And then it's kind of ironic that if 2020 does get canceled, suspensions such as Domingo Herman, who's also a Yankee, it's not going to carry over into 2021, which I definitely understand. And then A.J. Hinch, I guess he's off the hook as well if some team were to hire him. So a lot of irony if with these um, yeah, suspended people. That's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, you need to serve some sort of a suspension. Maybe not a full year, but you need to be, slap on the wrist at least. You can't just be getting away scot-free. You know, criminals, if I get caught robbing a bank, not that I have, obviously, I would never. But if I do that before um, COVID-19 breaks out, they're not going to say, well, you know, COVID-19 happened. You're fine. No, it's not. You need to serve your punishment. And then word on the street is also they, they're going to possibly explore a 14-team playoff bracket, which would sound bonkers. Yeah, you got to figure that's, you know, Manfred being Manfred. Uh, he's taking advantage of, you know, well, it's a shortened season, so we might as well try something new. Uh, but obviously, they'll, they'll have to be buys. Uh, so you'd, you'd expect the Dodgers, you know, if they play up to potential, they'll, they'll get a buy. I don't mind it. Uh, frankly, at this point, I don't care. I just want baseball back in whatever form it is. No fans, 14-team playoffs. I don't care. Just let's, let's get baseball back as soon as possible. David put it perfectly. I couldn't say it any better. I don't care. You could literally line up all 30 teams, rank them from last season, you know, best to worst in each league, have them play each other in the playoffs, and yeah. I could care less. I couldn't just care less. Just do a March Madness bracket. Who cares? Just do something. Give me, yeah. give me some baseball back because I have faith that the Dodgers lineup, pitching, and bullpen is better than everyone else in the National League. And no matter what you throw at them, they should be getting to the World Series this year, barring injury. Yeah. I also agree. Yeah, I mean, 
It's a clean sweep. We just all want baseball back. I don't care. Please. Fans or not, just get the games going. I liked what Phil said earlier. I watch most of the games on television anyways. I don't really care what the people in the stands are doing. I just care about the play on the field. I also want the Lakers back. We know Lakers-Clippers, that Western Conference final is inevitable. The sooner the playoffs start, the better. I, I'm not a big fan of this whole sitting around and waiting. It just kind of gets me anxious. Yeah, well, football looks like it'll be the only sport not impacted. So we get to see that ugly Rams logo all season long. <laughs> I like it for the record. The head, love. L.A., not so much. Uh, people are just babies. Colors, I love the colors. Still give I'm it a, a 49ers seven. fan, so I don't have much to say on that. <laughs> uh, all right. Any other sports talk before we dive into this next exciting challenge? I, I'd like to bring something up real quick that I heard on part of the interruption, and they I don't I kind of just caught the the last end of it, but I had heard, and I don't know if it's if it's a full season thing or just because it's shortened, but I had heard that they had talked about, and by they I mean the MLB had talked about possibly doing seven inning games and adding double headers to reduce the season. Um, I don't know if that was because of this incident or if that's something that they are starting to try to incorporate to shorten the game. But if that's the case, then I think me watching baseball is pretty much over at that point. I honestly am going to say the same thing that David and I have been saying. And even at that point for this season, I don't care. If it's double headers and seven innings, yeah. I, I mean, I you know it won't be the same, but – Dude, I'm like fiending for baseball right now. Like, no, it, exactly. Like, it's like I'm just, like, yeah. Just for this season, you can play seven inning games. You can play three inning games, and then a dodgeball match to, to determine the winner. I don't care. Just let's get these guys on the field as soon as possible. Whatever format you want to do, and then we can get it. We can get it back to normal in uh, 2021. But hey, if they want a cage fight, if they want to race, if they want to do bowling, I don't care. Just just put the game on the field. For God's yeah. sake, we're we're it's it's not even April yet, and we're live tweeting games that happened last year. We we are so desperate for this game. I know to come that back. was it's, brutal it's, yesterday. That was to tough. Fair, I, I could, I, to be fair, I completely forgot what happened in the 2002 World Series. I'm really glad I, glad I was reminded of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah, I have a big trouble watching old games, knowing the outcome, especially the 2019 Dodger season opener, knowing that Dave Roberts loses them the NLDS in game five. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I just like to put it out there real quick of how much of a schmuck I am. I literally skipped out and didn't watch last year's opening day to take some girl out. So just don't be me. So How'd it go though? What was the result? Um, How'd it go? The day fine. The future, not so great. So. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Like anyway, we had I the dog that day. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good game. They hit like 15 home runs. Austin Barnes, I remember he was leading an average after like the first week of the season. He hit like 625. I'm like, oh, dude, comeback season. It's the nope. peak of his career, and it will be the peak of his career. <laughs> He's so bad. Well, sorry, Austin, <laughs> but Kevin's your only fan on this show. That's right. Austin Barnes, the most underrated Dodger out there right now. Joe Dream. Kelly would like a word. Joe Kelly? Yes. yes. You mean the garbage relief pitcher of all last season? I mean the dude who just absolutely throws Chad at like 5'11", 110 pounds. That's who I'm talking about. Joe Kelly's awesome. He, he runs circles around Austin Barnes. Yeah, he does, bro. Who gave Look, up, who gave up the grand slam? He should, that who should have never, the, gave, that should have never happened. Dave Roberts gave up that grand slam. <laughs> and Dave Roberts gave up the two home runs. You're, you're damn right. <laughs> I love Dave, though. I'm going to just put that out there. Dave. I like Dave the guy. person. Excellent man. I've met him 
Very nice guy. I'm just going to put that out there. Love you, bro. Bob Guerin should manage pitchers, but yeah. Yeah, no, no argument there. I don't like Austin Barnes. So I'm just going to throw that out there. That's right. I knew uh, this. You're, you're welcome on the show anytime. I also <laughs> am indifferent on Joe Kelly because he's either a great reliever or he's Brandon League part two. And I also love Dave Roberts. Hate Dave the movie. It was an Eddie Murphy movie that came out in like 2007. Not a great movie. <laughs> Dave Roberts, big fan. Yeah, Dave's a good guy. Um, but Brandon League, I'm just going to put it out there. Kind of underrated because the hate he gets is not quite as warranted as the stats say. Hey, I agree with that one. No, he's okay. expensive. I hate him. Now we're just talking about Dodgers right, yeah. we hate. So this is getting a little side Slippery slope. Slippery slope. <laughs> okay. So we it's put together. Time. It's time. So we put together a very exciting 64-team tournament bracket. Only the top, the top of the crop, the cream of the crop could enter this. Sit-down chain restaurants, 64 of them. Not talking about drive through or fast food places. This is you order your food, you sit down, you eat. It's going to take a little time. It's not quick. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to go bracket by bracket. There's one through, we got the one through 64, one through 16 matchups. There's four regions. We're going to decide as a group which restaurant gets to advance until there's only one restaurant standing and they will be declared the best chain restaurant in the nation. Any questions, or are you guys ready? Um, ready? I'm just going to put out there that one of these is not like the rest. So let's I go. agree. We're on the same page, and we'll get to that when it gets We'll get to that one. So I want you guys right. to share stories of these restaurants when we cover them. I want it all <laughs> oh. thrown out there. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so the first matchup features... One-seeded Chili's taking on the 16-seed Ruby's Diner. For me, I got to go Chili's. They're a very solid restaurant. I'll do a better breakdown of them later, but I think this one is no contest. Chili's. Chili's. Triple Dipper. Nothing like the Triple Dipper. Okay, let's move Chili's on. Chili's is very good. Top shelf. Right. No chance, Ruby's. I got to throw mine out there. I picked Ruby's. Okay. Okay. Oh. Any reason? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Chili's. Uh, whenever I go there, the food is very mediocre, and uh, I feel like Ruby's, the ambiance of the 1950s diner setting, brings me back to a time where I wasn't alive, and I really like that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Ruby's. That was a good explanation. I like I that argument. That too. makes me almost want Solid. to vote Ruby's Solid. just for it, but I'm going to stick with Chili's. Chili's is advancing. All right. The next matchup is the eight seed, Joe's Crab Shack versus nine seed. CC's Pizza. I've yeah, been to so, neither. Oh, sorry, Ian. I've been to neither, so I, Joe's Crab Shack, I guess. That sound looks fine. I've also been to neither, and I just voted CC's. But um, I'm sorry, David. Go ahead. No, no. I, I'm. It was a CC's vote by default. I didn't know who to vote for. All right, one each. What about I've, you? I've, yeah, I've also never been to Joe's Crab Shack, and I actually mixed up CC's with a local restaurant in my hometown called Ciro's. And so I picked CC's, I guess. Okay, I've never really been to either, either as well. But by default, we're going to go with CC's because that's a three to one, even though it's an accident. Yeah. Next well, matchup. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> the four seed, Yard House, taking on the 13 seed, Lazy Dog Cafe. 
I've never been, I don't know what lazy dog is, uh, but I've been to yard house a couple times, pretty solid. So I went with yard house. Yard house, not even close. Homecoming dinners, family reunions, outstanding chicken tenders, pokey that didn't give me food poisoning. Don't see why they can't win. Lazy dog, the only uh, benefit is that you get to bring your dogs on the patio, which is sweet. But the food is so just absolutely like miss. I don't even know what's on the menu. Yard house all the way. Uh, this is another restaurant that I have never been to. I've never been to Lazy Dog. I don't even know where you go to eat at that place. Um, but I did go to Yard House, and I ordered a beet salad, and I enjoyed it. Yard House moves on for me. All right. Let me break down Lazy Dog real quick before we eliminate it. It's a very mediocre chain restaurant. The food is mm. below average. You'll find it attached to a lot of malls in Southern California, but Yard House takes this one in a sweep. All right, also, number five. For everyone everyone listening if you want to see this bracket just go to our uh, twitter page and the brackets posted so you can get a better visualization and i don't yes. agree with the seating but that's a conversation for a different time same here same here All right, i don't this care one, <laughs> this one this one's a tough one for me number five california pizza kitchen taking on at 12 fuddruckers i'll let you guys california go first. pizza kitchen yeah, yeah california pizza, pizza kitchen absolutely I, i've been to fuddruckers once with my ex-girlfriend and we were in line to order, and the power went out. And I know what I get at CPK. Chicken tequila fettuccine pasta. Absolutely outstanding. The pizza's great. Sicilian recipe. The bread's amazing. The service is great. It's awesome. CPK moving on for me. Not even a question. Barbecue chicken pizza, CPK, easy. No 512 upset. Um, again, we fall into the category of restaurants that I've never been to. I've never been to Fuddruckers. I've driven past it twice and have never stopped in to go and eat. Um, I have been to CPEG uh, California Pizza Kitchen, and uh, to me, California Pizza Kitchen is the Bryce Harper of pizza joints. It's glamorized up. It looks really good on paper, but in all honesty, on the field, eh. So I picked CPK because it's at least one that I've been to. All right, I feel you on that. We'll, we'll get to more CPK talk later because I have a feeling they're going to go far. Fuddruckers, I really – liked Fuddruckers. It was kind of one of my hangouts in college. Basically what you do is you build your own burger and they had a really solid warm cheese and you could watch sports, but it's just no CPK. So CPK moving on. Uh, this next battle comes, to, comes between two restaurants I've actually never been to, but I've seen them both quite a lot. It's Fleming's at six, which is a steakhouse and Norm's the diner at 11. You guys remember that Dodger game from like a 2018 against the Pirates where they won like 20 to two or whatever? Well, this is that game and Fleming's is just destroying norms. It's not even funny. I went to Fleming's a couple times with my uncle uh, once before game seven of the 2010 finals between the Lakers and which I did attend um, last championship they've won. Fleming's have a spot in my heart and they have great steak. Hey, I'll, I'll jump in here. I've never been to Fleming's, but I have been to norms and norms is very quality food it's like denny's but better uh so i went with norms here uh they have meat i haven't really had their meat but apparently their their meat is actually pretty solid uh, but their breakfast food is very very good uh norms is underrated um so i'll jump in here now um i'm a guy who runs off a budget of dollar menu at mcdonald's that's kind of where my budget <laughs> starts and stops so i've never been to fleming's again have driven past it never have gone inside the only way that I know what Norms is, is I remember their commercials coming up in my hometown. We don't have a single Norms in my hometown, but we had the commercials there just to rub it in. So I picked Fleming's. 
Okay. Thank you. I'm just going to make it easy then. We're going to go Flemings just because of the quality. Sorry. It's a day Fair day. enough. Fair enough. All right, next one. Very familiar restaurants. The three seed, Red Lobster, the ultimate chain of the seafood restaurants, taking on number 14, Big Boy. Well, for me, Bobby. it's very easy. It's Red Lobster. Nope. Oh, the the all-you-can-eat shrimp, top-notch. They also have mm. very solid drinks at the bar. And the lobster, spot on as well. Can't find a fault. Got to go Red Lobster. Oh, I'm with you. I can find tons of faults. I worked at a Red Lobster for a month, worst month of my life. Um, you know, the torture of watching uh, these lobsters just clawed my arms every time a customer <laughs> Don't go all pita on us. No, no, I'm not going all <laughs> pita. I'm not going all pita. I'm going all selfish, man. I don't want to reach my hand in the tank and grab some musty lobster. And it just, I came home smelling like, you know, salad dressing every day. I, I have a personal bias against Red Lobster. I left there, got a much better job. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to take Red Lobster. Bob's a big boy for me. I love seafood. Uh, Red Lobster, you know, it's not the highest quality of seafood, obviously, but it gets the job done. Red Lobster and a landslide here. Red Lobster is where you go when you want to take a girl on a date to a, lot, to a seafood place where you don't have seafood place money. And you know that the biscuits are really good and she could probably just get shrimp. Uh, I also ha don't have a story where I was like physically abused by Red Lobster and like Ian. So I went with Bob's Big Boys because I'm a big chili spaghetti guy. And I know that's where my dad had it. And then he made it at home. And so I'm going with Bob's Big, Bob's Big Boy as well. Uh, and also they have really good Thousand Island dressing. We got a split right. here. Well, Ian, have you actually been to Bob's Big Boy? I have been to Bob's Big Boy. I went multiple times. My parents used to drive us out to Vegas, and we'd stop there always on the way, uh, right kind of by California and Nevada. So I, I, I will say it was solid food for those few years I would go. Okay. How are we going to break this tie? But I will put it this in. Cheddar Bay Biscuits was the highlight of my working there. I would nab them all the time. The Cheddar Bay Biscuits – Okay, there's your tiebreaker. There it is. I sillied him. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll let Red Lobster. Red Lobster, moving on. Okay. Cheddar biscuits are great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Red lo really? We moved to Red. All right, okay. Whatever. Ian, We're going to lose the next round. Anyway. Ian just Don't went worry. on this full rant about how Red Lobster beat him up every day after school, and we're going to go with Red Lobster. Why are we supporting bullying, guys? That's because we're going to lose in the next round. Most of these chains do that. All right. All right, number seven seed, Soup Plantation or I believe it's called Sweet Tomatoes in Different States. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. And the 10th seed, Kabuki, which is a sushi place. You guys go first. Okay, I'm passionate about this one, so I'm going to start it off. Soup Plantation is delicious. It is phenomenal. They have literally everything. Uh, probably not best to go right now because, you know, the whole, whole buffet style. But Soup Plantation is delicious. The salad is on point. They have good pastas. They have great cheesy bread and, and little pizza things cornbread soup they got everything soup plantation goes very far in my bracket hardcore soup plantation fan soup plantation moves on uh did you just say buffet heard all i need kabuki sushi easy soup out kabuki's moving on for me i have no idea what kabuki is it sounds like something sexual i've never been there <laughs> uh i have unfortunately been to soup plantation which i hate but because i've been there um i picked soup plantation it's like soup plantation to me is like hospital food, but without the hospital. Still the same sick people, <laughs> but without on. the hospital. You'd be slandering soup plantation like that, man. I will slam dunk all over soup plantation whenever given the opportunity. I hate that place, but I've never been to Kabuki, so I, I chose that. All right. Well, I'll that's take the vote, I guess. good enough a reason to advance it then. 
Suplantation, not as good as David's saying, but it's also good enough to definitely make a little bit of a run. So we got to go with the soup plantation. All right, next battle we got the two seed. They're coming in strong. P.F. Chang's representing Chinese food. And the 15th seed, Golden Corral. Another buffet, I believe. Yeah, uh, P.F. Chang's, at least in Tempe, which is the only place I've ever known of a P.F. Chang's, is where frat boys and sorority girls go before football games or after, like, the first quarter because they're hungry to think that they're, you know, engaging in some sort of amazing Chinese food. But it's not a buffet, so. It's real different than Michigan. So I'm throwing in P.F. Chang's. Uh, This should be an easy one. Is anyone voting for Golden Corral? Nope. No. No. But No, no, I didn't. Um, I've never even been Yeah. I mean, P.F. Chang's is very solid. They got really good, really good items on their menu. Like they're, I'm blanking, but okay, moving on. Lettuce wraps are good there. The, the sweet and sour shrimp was what I was going with. Also, Ian, you had frat boys go to your P.F. Chang's. My P.F. Chang's was filled with middle school kids after prom. So there we go. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a place to go after or before formals and eat sometimes. All right, I put this one in as a one seed because I felt they're a very strong chain. It's Ruth Chris Steakhouse taking on the 16th seed Bubba Gump Shrimp. Oh, we're jumping down to the south region now? Yes, we're on a a new region. Uh, UMBC. Yes, I'm taking the 16th seed to upset the one. Uh, Never been to Ruth's Chris, but its name is Ruth's Chris, which doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Come on, And Bubba Gump is solid. No, Ruth's Chris. Wait, who's Ruth's and who's Chris, and why is there, like, two, like, belongings? I don't get it. Uh, Bubba Gump. Come on, great, great shrimp. And great movie. Uh, Ruth's Chris should not even be in this because it's far and away ahead of everything that we've listed, except for maybe Sea Plantation. But, um, yeah, Ruth's Chris is extremely high-quality meat. Uh, they get the easy nod. Um. I have seen Forrest Gump. I have never been to either of these restaurants. I'll pick who, whatever one's winning right now. Bubba Gump. I like that it's named after an excellent film, but it's not a very good chain restaurant. Ruth's Chris is definitely a chain. I know it's high quality, but we got to have them advance because their steak and prime rib are top notch. Now, if, we, if we put Bubba Gump over Ruth's Chris right now... No, the integrity of this entire thing would be ruined. You voted for Soup Plantation, David. Let's move on. All soup right. Plantation should be in the finals. Dog, no. No, Repres- it should not. Representing Southern California, it's Roscoe's at the 8 seed, Chicken and Waffles, taking on a Mexican chain restaurant, number 9 seed, El Torito. I am about an 8th Hispanic, so El Torito insults me. Roscoe's. Uh, Roscoe's is delicious. I'm going Roscoe's. Um, I don't have any deep roots in Hispanic culture, but I do love Mexican food. So El Torito or whatever the hell it was called. Okay. El Torito is a slap in the face to all authentic Mexican food. I've been there numerous times. It's not good. Roscoe's also a bit overrated, but it's better. So I'm picking that. So Roscoe's is moving on. Okay. Battle of the Italian chains right now. The four seed Shakey's Pizza Parlor taking on the 13 seed Buca de Beppo. Tough. Um, I really wanted to pick Shakey's, but you know, as overrated as Buca is, I went with them. I'm sorry, Shakey's. Great times though. I went with Shakey's here. Little League after parties. 
Shakey's is a classic place to go right after a Little League game. Nobody's going to Buca de Beppo to get uh, Italian food. Also, to classify these as Italian restaurants is an insult to Italians. I am Italian, and, and I got to say, neither of these restaurants are good, but I will go with Shakey's just on nostalgia alone. All right. I'm not a big Buca de Beppo fan. I also get repulsed with all the photographs on the walls. Ugh. I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to insult anybody, but major turnoff. Shakey's, I've been there a couple times. I don't think the pizza's that great, but I'd still rather go to a Shakey's than a Buca de Beppo ever again. So Shakey's will advance. Next up, very popular restaurant. It's the five seed, TGI Fridays, taking on the 12 seed, uh, Ruby Tuesday. Never been there. I'm pretty sure I've been to TGI Fridays once, and I, it was at Knott's, and I went on rides, and I don't think it ended well. Um, but I've never been to a Ruby Tuesdays, nor do I have any proof that they actually exist. So it's TGI Fridays for me. Solid That's, apps. Yeah, I, I'm piggybacking off that. Are we sure that these two things are not the same, are actually just one thing? Like, are we sure yeah. that these are two separate restaurants and not just one restaurant? I don't care who, who moves on here because they're losing next round. Ruby if Tuesday. anyone cares, if anyone cares, I pick TGI Fridays. Yeah, me too. I'm still Ruby not convinced Tuesdays that they're two things. A, Tennessee chain and it looks I've definitely seen them around I've never been to one it kind of resembles an Outback Steakhouse I want to say but I'm not just for the simplicity we're going TGI Fridays because they're solid and we'll talk more about them later I'm sure next up is Maggiano's at the six seed they're an Italian restaurant taking on the 11 seed Red Robin you know I I've never even heard of Maggiano's and Red Robin is where I would go to dinner with my dear friend Ethan and sometimes our, the rest of our boys because he was vegan and they had good vegan options. And I love the fries and the wings are fine. And Red Robin, just go ahead, next round, whatever. Never heard of Maggiano's. Voted Red Robin by default, even though I don't even think I've been there. Red Robin has a pretty dope slogan. I picked them. And also, I really like their fries. And to both these places, Maggiano's is nothing to ride home about. Looks like we got our first major upset, the 11 seed Red Robin moving on. This next one, I don't think we really need to debate. It's Buffalo Wild Wings versus Melting Pot. Is there any objection? Or should we go with Buffalo Wild Wings? I'm in for Buffalo Vito. Wild Wings. Yeah. Okay, Although, if it's, if it's the Melting Pot I'm thinking of, that place is extremely good. But I'll, I'll vote Buffalo Wild Wings. All right. Next up. A restaurant I never heard of, but they're the seventh seed, Cheddar's, taking on the 10 seed, Tender Greens. I can confirm that Cheddar's is a real place. And not only that, it's pretty, pretty damn good. I, you know, I went to Tennessee once, and we stopped there for lunch in between Memphis and Nashville. I was impressed, so I'm going to go Cheddar's. I went Tender Greens because I've never heard of Cheddar's. I've never heard of either of these restaurants, but I'm a guy who likes to stay in shape. I'm assuming Tender Greens is a salad place. I like salad. I chose them. Good choice. Tender Greens is delicious. They're moving on. And finally... I'm the only person who's been to any one of these restaurants and I lost. Tragic. <laughs> rounding out this region, coming in strong, top dog, two seed, Olive Garden, taking on 15th seed, never heard of them, Beef O'Brady's. That's Olive a great Garden. name, actually. Yeah, I've never heard of Beef O'Brady's, but I have been to Olive Garden several times now, and it's delicious. The breadsticks are phenomenal. Their salad's great. Pasta's, you know, probably about a B. 
Uh, but Olive Garden is, is a quality stuff. If there is any restaurant on the planet that I hate, it's Olive Garden. I, I cannot stand Olive Garden. I've never been to Beef O'Brady's. I went to Olive Garden one time. I would rate their pasta a D. Their breadsticks were way too oily, and I hated being there, and I have never gone back since. I unfortunately have to pick them because I have no idea what the hell Beef O'Brady's is. Yeah, I know okay. it was an insult fill with this, but Olive Garden, Sopa Toscana, it's actually excellent. It's not real Italian food, but if you just accept that when you go in, you're going to love it. All right, Olive Garden is moving on. All right, here we go. All right, now we're going to move to the North region. Coming in, the top contender, powerhouse. It's the one seed, the Cheesecake Factory. Take it on the underdog at 16th. A little low, but it's the Hard Rock Cafe. The Cheesecake Factory being the number one seed is the byproduct of a shortened season, which we might have an MLB when a team like the Mets gets the number one seed. Get that crap out of there. I like hard rock. I like cafes. And frankly, I like Hawaii, the only place I've ever been to a hard rock cafe. UMBC, upset, hard rock cafe, not a question. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Cheesecake Factory is super overrated. Uh, I mean, they have everything. They have literally the biggest menu of all time. It's like I'm reading a, a scripture and like a, a, a novel on that menu. Uh, their food is kind of overrated. The portions are astronomically too large. And... Uh, I, you know, I still went with them, but I, I, I'm not a fan. Wait, did you just diss a restaurant for giving large portions? It's not just large. Like one portion serves like a family of three. It's ridiculous. Like we wonder why like obesity is a huge problem in this country. in and out um, have been running with like four things on their menu and that's why they're better. Cheesecake Factory for that sucks. I'm sorry. I don't go to a restaurant to read a novel. Like don't give me a menu where I have to read for 15 minutes. Uh, I've, the only time I've ever been to Hard Rock Cafe was at Universal Studios when I was in seventh grade on a trip with my drama class. And uh, I l wasted my last $20 at that place and was unable to buy a t-shirt that I really wanted. Uh, the food was horrible. The decor was tacky. Thank uh, you. That being said, Cheesecake Factory is a different nightmare all in itself. I agree. Their damn dictionary of a menu is an absolute train wreck. Their portions are way too large. They're extremely overpriced. Their steaks are very mediocre. So I guess I'll pick Hard Rock Cafe, but they're both equally horrible. Oh, man. Well, there's no point in me defending Cheesecake Factory since they're eliminated. But go my goodness. I've, I'm they voting for Cheesecake Factory for the record. But let's get Hard Rock Cafe. Let's give Hard Rock Cafe the tiebreaker in this one because the Super Bowl was literally played in Hard Rock Cafe and the Super Bowls and football is awesome. Hard so. Rock Cafe, there's only one other restaurant that we haven't talked about yet that has worse food than the Hard Rock Cafe. Cheesecake Factory is borderline fancy, but you're not quite at that. Cheesecake Factory deserves, deserves the win, but they're both equally trash. So yeah. you're going so we're going hard rock, it sounds like, unless well, you know, I, I I'm changing my vote. I'm going Cheesecake Factory because oh. I forgot that there was a hard rock cafe near Chase Field and that's where the Diamondbacks play. So I'm Wait, I'm changing real? my vote. Yes. Oh my god. All okay, right, yeah, Cheesecake no, Factory fun. on life support advances. Wow. That was an that was like overtime right there. Okay. This is a very familiar restaurant versus a very unfamiliar restaurant, at least if you ask me. Eight seed Denny's taking on the ninth seed, 99. Um, I don't have some miraculous story to tell about being at Denny's at four in the morning uh, with my head buried in the seat. 
but I've heard of it. I've been there. Um, there's another diner or a breakfast place lower on this bracket that's far better, but Denny's, because I've heard of them. They have pancakes, waffles. Don't screw it up. Don't serve me something undercooked. Uh, Denny's. Yeah, I don't know what the hell 99 is, but Denny's deserves to win, and I'll tell you why. It's not because of their food. It's not because of their atmosphere. It's because they're always there. When you need, when you have nowhere else to go, Denny's is there for you. Uh, you know, it deserves to win because they're always there. They're reliable in terms of availability. Uh, as a last ditch resort, I'll give them my vote. I'm also going Denny's. All right. Well, Denny's is the worst restaurant on this entire list, but out of convenience, they advance. We'll talk more about this. We almost had a Hard Rock at Cafe and Denny's mashup. That would have been the battle of the worst two foods, in my opinion. All literally right. had literally had that in my own bracket. Here comes the passion right here. The four seed, Benihana, taking on the 13 seed, Macaroni Grill. Who wants to do the, who wants to do the monologue? David? You? Me? I, yeah, I'll, I'll get involved here. Benihana is too good for this bracket. While it is a chain... And it is, you know, a sit-down restaurant. It is too good for this bracket. Benihana is my favorite restaurant in the entire world. I have been there for probably 15 or 16 of my 26 birthdays. Uh, the, the atmosphere, the food, everything about it is phenomenal. This is, uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but this, as I already said, is my favorite restaurant in the world. Uh, the fact that this is a four-seat is a, a pathetic display of gamesmanship by kevin uh and it's really uh, not though know, <laughs> this this needs to be a one seed and this needs to be a landslide vote all the way into the finals i had to stand up i, I kicked my chair back to stand up just to tell you benihana is not a restaurant benihana is a multicultural experience <laughs> you get a show when you go to benihana you do get okay? a show you get a show you get a performance i don't know how they, they're a chain and magically every single cook is magnificent. They are performers and world-class chefs mixed in one that cook the greatest fried rice you will ever taste. My mom has been attempting to remake the recipe and she's made some amazing fried rice, but they have some magical ingredients there at that fried rice. It's incredible. The they garlic, are, the meat, everything. You, you can't go wrong with Benihana. You want sushi, you get sushi. You want steak, steak. Lobster, lobster, anything. It's amazing, it's the best. Green tea ice cream, birthdays, I'm with David. Benihana, I can't believe they're a four seed. It's disgusting. You order the tips. You, you order the splash and meadow. You get half steak, half shrimp. Extra order of shrimp on the side. Two fried rices. You take mm. one home. Here's shrimp is an where, appetizer. Here's okay. where you're wrong. Here's where you're wrong. Benihana is an expensive, showmanship-focused, uh, smoke-and-mirrors restaurant. Yeah, all right. These guys are throwing shrimp left and right. Fantastic. These guys are making volcanoes out of onions. Beautiful. I love watching it. The food. Eh, you know, it's all right. It's cooked quickly. It's lightly seasoned. It's fine. You're spending $40, $50 when you go there. It's great for a birthday when you're 11. But you walk into Macaroni Grill, okay? <laughs> the ambiance of Macaroni Grill. It's like you're walking into Italy. It, it, the, the people there are, are dressed down to the nines wearing beautiful uh, 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 waiter's outfits. You know, the, the, the classic white with the black tie. You go in there, you get, oh my God, the, the balsamic vinegar and oil and the bread to start off is, is, is like a, a nice treat to, to start off your night as you sit down in this beautiful Italian restaurant. 
the pasta is quality and, and is delicious and is the best pasta at an Italian restaurant that I've had in a very, very long time. They closed the macaroni grill in my hometown and I was devastated. I went to a macaroni grill about- What does that say? Now, hang on. I, I went to a macaroni grill in Arizona about three years ago and all those memories came back of walking in there at the ages of nine and 10 and maybe 11, I don't remember what year they closed, and being able to draw on the table. Can you draw on the tables at Benihana? No, you cannot. But you can, you can at Olive Garden. You can express yourself you creatively. You said Benihana well, for 11 year olds, but now you want to call the tables. You can express yourself while eating delicious pasta. A macaroni grill is four times better than Benihana. On their tiramisu cake alone, they are better than Benihana. I, what I will say, while all of that was, you know, is wrong, uh, I will say Macaroni Grill got shafted here in the, in the seating. Uh, they did not. not. They did not. not. And I'll tell you why. Uh, but Benihana as a four seed is, is a juggernaut. No, Phil mentioned it earlier. Closed. Macaroni Grill is kind of like what the Anaheim Angels or Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, whatever you want to call them, used to be. This was a franchise a lot of people used to really respect. I like the whole writing names on the table. But the last decade or so, it's not going well. A lot of bad business decisions has led to the fall of this franchise, just like the Angels. Even if they doesn't, we don't have to talk about players, just the franchise. It's gone downhill. Benny Hanna, it's got to go on. But did you, did you just say people actually respected the Angels? Or am I, like, living on a different planet? Because, like – Well, you might have not been alive back then, but they did win a World Series in 2002. No, that's cute. So did the Royals, and the Giants won three of them. But you know, I, I just they're always going to be second rate, even if the Clippers win. Same thing. Just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Um, I host an Angels podcast, and much like the Macaroni Grill, they are overseen. They are always overseen, but they're always making moves. You know, the, you you go to uh, to the the uniforms are the Anthony Rendon of of the macaroni grill you look at him you go wow this is great this is a great addition to the restaurant the main dishes is the mike trout of pasta dishes you both voted for olive garden over macaroni grill but you won't acknowledge that macaroni grill is way better than olive garden and the bread is the shohai otani of delicious breads and appetizers before you sit down and eat the main course you look at it and you go wow this is so serviceable and so good I'm really happy that he's back from the from Tommy John surgery. Ty, I can enjoy the spread. We may never see a Tawny play with the Angels with all these postponements, but let's move on. Yeah. I should say pitch. That was fun, though. Pitch, though. That. That's what that, I was, that was the best round by far. Five seed, Mendocino Farm. I don't know if you guys have been there. Taking on the 12 seed, Tony Romas. Um, I, I've been to Tony Romas. is the only place I've been. Uh, I'm going to vote them. They used to have a place over at State Line uh, in Nevada. So it's like the first place you can go gamble, and my family used to stay there. So we'd go to Tony Roma's, uh, and the ribs suck, but I know it exists, so I voted for them. Yeah, I've been to both of these. Uh, neither of them are, you know, that great. I think Mendocino Farms has higher quality, uh, but I, I did remember I went there to Tony Roma's when I was a kid once, and I remember having a solid time. So I, I'm going with the 12 over the five here. Macaroni Grill is better than both of these, but I picked Tony Roma's because I don't really have never. I've only been to Mendocino Farms once, and it was fine. But I guess Tony Roma's is more interesting. All right, completely agree. Completely another dying, agree. another dying chain. But Tony Roma's moving on. Okay, Cracker Barrel six seed versus the eleven seed Famous Dave's. 
I don't know what Famous Dave's is, and Cracker Barrel's kind of busty, but um, oh, I went Famous with Cracker Barrel. Famous is great. I only went with Cracker Barrel because I've been there. I'm sure Famous Dave's is better, um, and probably Cracker Barrel will get eliminated anyway, so it doesn't matter. Famous Dave's is delicious. Phenomenal barbecue stuff. You normally see them, you know, on the, you know, when you're on a road trip and you stop somewhere. High-quality stuff. Better than an 11 seed. Probably better than Macaroni Grill. I'm going Famous Dave's. Better than Lucille's? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what that is, but Famous Days okay. is, is top stuff. Okay. Top quality. Um, I'll, I'll chime in here. Um, Cracker Barrel is, is horrible, and I, I like Famous Dave's uh, cornbread, so I'll go with yeah. Famous Oh, yeah, the cornbread, top notch. Famous Dave's, moving on as the 11 seed. All right, here's on, a place. On par with Sue Plantation's cornbread. Okay, let's, Sioux Plantation. Move, let's move on. We can talk <laughs> about them later. <laughs> Three seed, I've never been here, Longhorn Steakhouse taking on the 14th seed, Roundtable. I want to start this one off. I want to go with the upset, Roundtable, and because I think their lunch buffet is top-notch. Their pizza is low-key underrated. I know they're not doing too well these days, but every time I go to a Roundtable, I don't have a bad experience. Sorry, dog. If I want a crappy pizza, I'm going to go spend $5 at Little Caesars. Okay, Roundtable charges you like 97 bucks for like a – Eight-inch individual, uh, I think not. Longhorn Steakhouse, I've, while I've never been there, uh, it's got the word steak in it, so I got them moving on. I don't like roundtable pizza. I agree it's also mediocre. However, my aunt used to be a manager at roundtable pizza in Orange County when she was in high school, so I picked roundtable for that reason only. I picked Longhorn Steakhouse. I've never been there, but I have been to roundtable, and roundtable is disgusting, uh, so Longhorn gets my vote. All right, well, by default, we had a 2-2 tie, and the only people that have actually had this food were Roundtable. So Roundtable with a huge upset and moving on as the 14 seed. Shout out my Aunt Denise. All right, number seven, BJ's. Very popular place. 10 seed, never been here. Promonte Brothers. Uh, I don't know what Promonte Brothers is, but I know what BJ's is. And I know should we just hell, Should we just go BJ's and move on? Seed? Yeah, yeah. BJ's. 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 Okay. Is awesome. Number two seed, Outback Steakhouse, taking <laughs> on 15th seed, Rainforest <laughs> Cafe. Outback, Outback is, is disgusting. Steak. Out, it's an insult. I've been there like two or three times. Get it off this list. Move on to Rainforest Cafe. I have beautiful memories of going there to visit, you know, with my family when we would go to Disney. So just give me the, give me Rainforest. Come on. Okay. Outback is disgusting. Haven't been to Rainforest. Rainforest Cafe. What? Uh, I don't know how the hell Outback is a two seed. They should be. Yeah, a, this is this seating right. here. Benny Hunt is a four. Let me just give my input on Rainforest Cafe real quick. This is a garbage restaurant. I mean, thank it's, you. It's so bad that the MGM Grand in Las Vegas had to kick it out and move it to a different part of the strip. You thank literally you. wait for a half hour to get your mediocre table that's not even that comfy to sit at. You then order your food and then have to wait. A minimum an hour for this the most mediocre overpriced not even a big portion meal that rainforest cafe claims to serve i am also a huge fan of not eating at rainforest cafe i think it is the most tacky restaurant in the world whenever i walk past it at the arizona mills mall it smells like pee and chlorine i don't know how but it's horrible and I have never eaten there. I have no interest in eating there. I will 100% judge it on those, on those uh, outside looking in uh, critiques alone. Outback Steakhouse, the Bloomin' Onion, is way better than anything at Rainforest Cafe. All right. 
I don't think it matters tie. though. David hasn't chill. been to Rainforest to back it up. That's right. So we they'll, they'll go. probably, they'll probably I think, I think we just – we don't care who we move on here because they're going to lose to BJ's next round. Yeah, All come right. on. Yeah, no, no matter yeah, who wins. Sure. Number one seed, a powerhouse, which I need to try after hearing a lot of comments on Twitter about it. Texas Roadhouse taking on 16th seed, Planet Hollywood. Um, I've never been to either, but I've heard good things about the bread at Texas Roadhouse, and Hollywood sucks, so Texas Roadhouse. My thoughts exactly. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a horrible governor of California, and he is one of the co-owners of Planet Hollywood, so I'm going Texas Roadhouse. I've only been to Planet Hollywood, and I cannot back it up whatsoever. It's a combination of Hard Rock Cafe and Rainforest Cafe. It's terrible. Don't ever go there. So Texas Roadhouse. Okay. This is a kind of a favorite of mine, but not really. (laughs) Eight seed Hooters taking on... The nine seed, that's my favorite, guys, not Hooters. Claim Jumper. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. Wings, Wings. yeah, Hooters. Wings. Hooters. Claim Jumper's Wings. trash, and Hooters is a good experience. Wings, the only yeah, time, totally. The one and only time I've ever been to Hooters was to use the bathroom after an Ed Sheeran concert, and I've never been to, uh, what was the other one? Claim Jumper. Uh, claim don't jumper. Ha- don't worry, you don't have to go. It's trash. Yeah, Hooters, it's, it it's, is. It's a bummer. I, I, seriously, right. Claim Jumper is supposed to be like Black Angus, like Western food, and I ordered it's, pasta. It what does stinks that tell you? in there. It stinks. It's musty. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hooters, the servers are very friendly, so they're going to move on. Wood Ranch, four seed, taking on the 13 seed Blaze Pizza. Blaze Pizza. Um, Blaze Pizza, I'm a little biased. Blaze Pizza has a spot in my heart. For two years, my boys Ethan and Mason and I would go to Blaze every single Friday, no matter what, rain or shine, sit outside and eat our pizza. That place is amazing. You build your own pizza, you do your own things, you make your own toppings. It's the most amazing pizza in the world. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, it's manufactured. I'm sorry, Phil. It's you know maybe an insult to Italian food, but this place is beautiful. Blaze Pizza, I love it. Special place in my heart. Uh, Blaze and La Habra, shout out. You guys knew me. You guys knew me by name. Thank you, and I love you. Yeah, I'm going Blaze here too. I would go there a couple times. Uh, my my dinner break at work when I was working in Studio City. Um, never been to Wood Ranch, but Blaze is solid stuff. I like to make your own pizza. I had an internship with a collegiate baseball team in my hometown this past summer, and uh, it was horrible. And the only thing that I looked forward to during that time was going over to Blaze Pizza and eating a pizza, and then yes. making my way back to the stadium to begrudgingly do play-by-play for a team that dominated a horrible division for an owner that was an absolute nightmare to deal with. Blaze Pizza moves on. All right. Blaze is moving on, but I do recommend trying Wood Ranch. It's a very good barbecue joint. Number five seed. Wood Ranch is solid. Applebee's taking on the 12 seed, Dave & Buster's. Dave & Buster's food is awful. Even though Applebee's isn't great either, I'm going Applebee's. I've never once eaten at a Dave & Buster's, but what I can tell you is that the same boys I would go to Blaze with, that I rode with, we would go to Dave & Buster's all the time on Friday nights. We would have the time of our lives. And Dave & Buster's just advances for that. I had my grad night there. I, I love Dave & Buster's. I don't care about the food. Um, and Applebee's sucks. So Dave & Buster's, come on, games. Yeah, Dave & Buster's it is. Applebee's is knockoff chilies. Uh, you know, less, you know, lower quality in, in every aspect. Dave & Buster's is fun. Like Ian, I don't really care too much about the food. I'm going Dave & Buster's. Where else can you go to eat a two for 20 and drink a dollar margarita and get hammered on a Thursday afternoon? Applebee's, 
Can't do that at Dave and Buster's. They're too expensive. Applebee's is better. I know I'm already outvoted, but I just wanted to defend my sweet love of Applebee's, which is also a mediocre restaurant, but I like some of the stuff there. I don't particularly care for Dave and Buster's. We're going Applebee's by default because Ian hasn't ate at Dave and Buster's. Okay, number 16. What? Just uh, Applebee's brought me in for like three interviews and then didn't hire me. So thanks for wasting a bunch of my gas. Are we really going Applebee's over D&B's? Dave and Buster's food is terrible and You only go for the games. You only go for the games at Dave and Buster's. Still better. Than, I'd rather be hungry at Dave and Buster's than full at Applebee's. Applebee's won't last long anyways, I'm sure. Okay. Moving on. Johnny Rockets, 6 seed, taking on the 11th seed O'Charlies. I think uh, oh Charlie's I think is the place at the Brea Mall with the steak sandwiches, but uh, Johnny Rockets because I guess it's better than Ruby's. I think we should just go Johnny Rockets. And yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Powerhouse. This is the king of diners. It's the three seed IHOP taking on the fourteen seed Sizzler. Does anyone want to defend Sizzler here? Nope. No, IHOP. but I, I would like IHOP. to smiley face. Smiley I would like face to attack Sizzler if that's allowed. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, IHOP advances. Okay, one Whoa. quick thing on, on Sizzler, though. The only time I've been inside a Sizzler, I was young, and I was visiting my sister, who was at school at USC. We walked into a Sizzler for about three minutes, and a girl literally threw up in the Sizzler, and we walked out. That is the only time I've ever been to Sizzler, and that, is, that will stay that way for the end of time. Moving the only on. time you go to Sizzler is to uh, complete a drug deal. I don't like Sizzler. IHOP's better. They have two Sizzler in Inglewood. Enough said. Seven seed. They also have the Rams and Chargers in Inglewood. Seven seed Wingstop taking on the 10 seed Islands. Uh, Wingstop. It's better wings than Buffalo Wild Wings, and it's better wings than Hooters. And Islands um, seems to care more about having vegan options. I'm going Islands here. Uh, I actually have Islands in my final four. Their burgers are probably some of the best on on this list uh it's criminally underrated because there's not too many islands out there uh, i also think wingstop is like super overrated just because they are have have wings and there's easy access to them uh islands here by a landslide in my mind there is one islands location in palm desert where i'm from and i've eaten there twice i have not gone back i have gone to wingstop at least three times so i'm picking wingstop all right wingstop very slow. I don't know what it is about them, but we'll go with Wingstop because that was a very close one for me. Finally, to round out this South region, Waffle House. Home field advantage against a place I wish I knew existed, but apparently they do. 15 seed Carabas Italian. Carabas is in the same uh, boat as macaroni that I'm not really sure it exists, despite the defense I've heard. Um, and Waffle House employees will literally put their life on the line for you and do anything for you. Um, so Waffle House. Yeah, never heard of Carabas, whatever it is. Uh, Waffle House is delicious. I've been twice. Uh, you know, I think it's finally a deserved two seed. I think Benihana should have been a one seed, but Waffle House gets the uh, nod here. I'm also picking Waffle House because I hate most Italian restaurants. So. All right, guys. Thank you for checking out the first round. Definitely was fun. Um, definitely surprised by a few of your guys' opinions. Not going to lie, but we're going to continue this on the next episode till we have a proven winner.
Do you guys have any final thoughts? Um, impeach Manfred and every team in the NFC West will have a winning record. Uh, yep. Positive step for baseball today. Uh, just cling on to the hope, stay home, be safe. And uh, we'll get into this food bracket next episode. I will not accept slander from two people who voted for soup plantation and Olive garden macaroni grills, a phenomenal restaurant. And uh, that's all I have to say. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Feel free to comment on Twitter. If there was any picks that upset you, we're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.